0: Aston Villa have been linked to the Real Betis for Luis Enrique. It comes after Villa reportedly fell with a £45 million bid for athletic Bilbao Ford Nico Williams. Today, I'm joined again by Jack Collins of the Ranks FC podcast, and he just so happens to be a Betis fan. Jack, first of all, are you getting a bit sick of these uh, Aston Villa coming after all of Betis' players? Yeah, I mean, can you leave us alone? We're not going to be players <laughs>
1: left at the end of the window but by, by this rate. I mean, look, it's one of those where obviously Unai Emery's recent knowledge has been within La Liga so you're going to expect him to start to pick out players that he thinks are attainable. Uh, Betis had their own share of of financial troubles uh, over the course of the summer, registrations, a few levers being pulled in many ways, a a little bit of a mini Barcelona but with nowhere near the kind of financial catastrophe that could lie (laughs) on the other end but Betis have had to sell in order to, to bring players in so I, I can see why he's attacking this market in, in a little bit. You know, it, it makes yeah. sense for for Emery to be picking up players from these kind of, sort of, I wouldn't say mid level, but high mid level La Liga clubs. You know, there have been links with players back from his old stomping ground at Villarreal, there have been links to players at Betis. I would imagine you might see a couple coming, you know, as you mentioned, the Nico Williams one at, at Athletic Club. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few from, from Real Sociedad and the likes as well. So these are the you know the areas that he's clearly targeting, clubs that have performed in Europe as well as performing domestically. You know, this makes sense. But yeah, I would like it if Betis had a few players left at the end of the window that, that weren't at Villa Park.
0: Right. Um, Well, one player who has been linked then is Luis Enrique, as mentioned. Um, You know, I don't think he's been at Betis too long. Uh, So um, are you able to just give us a little bit of insight on who he is and why Villa might want him?
1: Yeah, I mean, so Luis Enrique joined Betis this summer uh, for around eight million euros from Fluminense in the Brazilian first division. So there was a lot of excitement around the move. It was actually announced sort of like March last year, and he was kind of heralded as Joaquin's heir, which is quite something uh, at Betis. Uh, The man commands almost godlike respect at uh, the via marine <laughs> yeah. so for someone to come in and be announced as his heir is it, pretty exciting uh then you had players like uh old Ronaldo Nazario who obviously owns uh Valladolid who has come out and been like I'm really excited about this kid I think he could be a star which obviously projects that kind of vision you're going oh okay cool and we've seen clips and, and cuts and a little bit of him at, at Fluminense before he made the kind of leap across to Spain but mm. It does kind of show you that there's an incredibly talented, two footed, wonderful dribbler in here in Luis Enrique. He's also incredibly raw. And whilst his highlight cuts and people will be watching these kind of show reels of him will look absolutely exceptional, I would point them perhaps a little bit closer to home in Leon Bailey who you could probably create a very very similar highlight reel for um but I'm sure Villa fans would be able to tell me better than, than anyone else that there are those frustrations that come with a player o- of Bailey's kind of mold and I think Enrique in, in some ways is quite similar there is this ability that he has on the ball to just wiggle past players, whether he seems to you know, have all the room in the world and he can accelerate and spring out of the traps or whether he's surrounded by four players, he has that ability to, to kind of dribble his way out of a post box, if you will. But there are these moments of dribbling the ball out of play. There are these moments where the easy passes on and he doesn't <laughs> make it. And, so there's an immense amount of talent here uh, in, in in this young player, but you are getting a very, very raw deal. If you sign Enrique at this point, he is not yet fully accustomed to La Liga, Never mind making that jump again to the Premier League where mm. the physicality goes up another level. But I think when you're, when you're looking at a player, you can see why people are interested. You know, there've been links to Arsenal to Manchester United, the latest one, obviously Aston Villa with that Emory link. Fine. You can see why players um, and people are excited about Enrique because of that dynamism, that ability to kind of conjure something out of nothing and that pure dribbling ability in tight spaces. But I, I, I think that I'd be very surprised. Let's put it this way. I'd be very surprised if he actually left Betis this month he's you know only been in the league for seven months he didn't start this season as a starter he worked his way in through the Europa League campaign where he was very good and then he shone in the Supercopa, the semi semi-final against Barcelona which is where a lot of this interest seems to have snowballed into a, a kind of catastrophe or, or a cacophony of, of noise around him mm-hmm. but generally I, I think he's the kind of player who is going to be really exciting But the kind of fees that Betis look like they're talking about, and I've seen reports recently that the fee that Betis would want at this point is around 60 million euro mark. I don't think Luis Enrique is a 60 million euro footballer at this point in his career. I think he has the potential to be there. And and even further, there are moments of him where you look and you go, right, you have that skill set at times, especially with the ball at feet, that other Brazilians who've come into La Liga, Vinicius Junior, for example, has, there are sparks of that. And obviously what Vinicius is worth now, if you would signed him for 60 million, you could send him on for a 100 and 150. You're making a huge profit, but I don't think he's anywhere near the finished product that you would pay that kind of money for right now.
0: Okay. Um, and, you know, you look at sort of Villa's forward line, Ollie Watkins and Leon Bailey are pretty much all we have right now, considering that Danny Ings has gone to West Ham um, and John Duran as well. Actually, we've signed uh, from the MLS um but you know do you think enrique uh, what what do you think he'd sort of bring into that forward line that the other two don't i mean you sort of compared him to leon bailey there is he is he quite different to bailey as well yeah, they're, they're not the same player. I think that, that comparison is very much
1: the the frustrations <laughs> yeah. and the highlight, real talk. He is a winger. And and so okay. I suppose in terms of actually what Villa have in these wide areas, he would bring something different to the table. And I think it's interesting, you mentioned obviously at the top, that link to, to Nico Williams. Nico Williams feels similar in some ways, actually, mm-hmm. to, to Enrique, in the fact that he is a player who has immense one-on-one capabilities, who is really going to stay wide and play in those wide areas. Obviously, we saw that a little bit more from Nico at the World Cup, but, you know, having been to Bilbao to see Athletic Club a couple of times this season there are those similar frustrations. He's a wide player who can do magical things, but the end product isn't always there. And and actually, I think what Emery is clearly looking for here is an out-and-out winger. Now, the last time we talked, we talked about Alex Moreno and the fact that maybe at points he's going to deploy a double left wing-back system in order to try and get the best out of that side without necessarily giving any defensive scope up. Mm -hmm. I think what Emery is probably looking for here is a very different type or a very different mold of player. And the reason I think that he's kind of come away from the Arnott Danjuma thing, you know, a player he obviously knew well, and it kind of felt like Villa would have had first dibs if they wanted Danjuma. And he said, he's not the kind of player I'm looking for. And I think that's interesting because what Danjuma has been for Emery is this kind of striker that's not a striker and he's played in that front two in the kind of Leon Bailey mold that's a more of a comparison I think in, in what that is whereas I think you'd be looking at Enrique or Nico Williams as an out and out winger who's going to give you that width in in situations where you need to break down a team defending deep and so that's what I think Henry's looking for but I think if he was to go to Villa it would be as a, a wide player rather than one of the two in the forward line
0: Okay, and so they, they're both players with significant dribbling ability. Yes. And uh, I guess you could also compare that to Gerard Delefoyer, who seems to be uh, another link that doesn't seem to, be, get, seem to be going away, a bit like Matteo Guendouzi at Marseille. But um, I think Delefoyer probably compar- is more comparable to Williams and to Enrique, just for that dribbling ability alone. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I guess... Uh, you know, Enrique himself, or sort of Williams. You know, at forty-five million pounds as an offer. It does show that Villa, the board, are fully backing uh, Unai Emery. Um, do you think forty-five million pounds is a is Do you think Williams is worth that amount? So there's a
1: there's a real thing with Athletic Club in that because they have a pool of players to select from, which is smaller than most clubs. They only recruit from the Basque region. They basically have a very, very limited supply of footballers. So when they slap price tags on players, and obviously by Spanish law, every player has to have a release clause in La Liga, they put them at a level that they go, if you want to come in and, and pay for a player, you have to you find it quite often that athletic don't negotiate. We saw it with Kepa Arita Balaga for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, bids come in for for Nico's brother in Yaki, um, where the, the release clause has just not been met and athletic has gone absolutely not we're not doing that right. the same stuff you know for Amrich Laporte who went to Manchester City they met the release clause and athletic sell so that's where athletics kind of head is they can't spend all this money so it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for them to be selling at lower prices than what they think a player is worth now is Nico Williams worth 45 million pounds probably not he's probably still a little bit too raw for me in the same kind of mold as Enrique but with athletic is he worth 45 million pounds to athletic Probably because it's so hard to bring in a replacement when the the pool is so small. So I think that's what it is. And I think similarly for Betis, obviously they don't have the same recruitment policy, et cetera, et cetera. They've brought in Enrique for 8 million euros last summer. They know that at some point that fee is going to be a big one when he's sold. So they've gone, okay, he's 60 million euros right now. If Villa pay that, then I think Betis will sell. But I can't see Emery sanctioning that kind of money. And if he does, then fair play. It's a gamble and you know I hope it pays off. But I can't see them sanctioning a player on, on someone who's spent six months in La Liga who hasn't really become the refined full package that I think he will eventually become. Right. And who right now I think fans would be quite frustrated by in, in, in long bursts. Uh, moments of magic, sure. But Also, those frustrations that permeate his game right now, it feels like a massive gamble and a massive payout on someone who might never reach that level of potential. You're you're kind of paying top whack for what he might become worth. And I I think that's a huge gamble on a player who's only been, you know, in Europe for six months.
0: Right. Okay. And, you know, Williams and Enrique are are both very much in their early 20s. Um, And the fact Villa are targeting two players like that, who are somewhat raw, um, would also suggest to me that there may have been a sea change in how the transfers work at Villa now. Though Alex Moreno is, what, 29, I think, um, and a bit older. But, you know, perhaps looking for players that they can, will have a resale value at some point in the future. Um, But no, Jack, that insight has been great. And also I wanted to mention that, you know, you came on and you spoke about Alex Moreno. He's played two games for us. He's really impressed. He's grown into the, he grew into into the game on his debut, you know, thrown in. After 15 minutes, after an injury yeah. to Luca Dean, and everything you said about him, you saw it all in the game. You know, he, <laughs> he looked a bit like a winger. He looked like someone who could play. You know, ahead of Luca Dean as well. Um, and then his, you know, on occasion got skinned, but then you know his, um, his, you know, willingness to receive the ball, his movement, already in two games. You know, you're seeing, um, you know, a, a player who is impressive and technical and technically comfortable on the ball, and um, I'm quite excited to see what he does under Unai Emory at Villa. Um, but, you know, I also wanted to ask you, you know, you're part of the Ranks FC podcast and we've mentioned Athletic Bilbao and uh, you uh, have just released a documentary about them, I believe. Yeah, it is a, a lovely
1: time to start talking about Nico Williams, just as kind of an aside. I think the thing you'd be looking at paying 45 for Nico as opposed to maybe not paying 60 for Enrique, not necessarily because their ceilings are all that different, I don't think. But mm-hmm. Nico Williams has been part of this athletic squad for A year and a half, two years now. He feels far more as a settled player. Went to the World Cup with Spain... I think that gives him a little bit of an edge in this regard so it's just to kind of clarify that as to, as to why those okay. might be a little bit different but yes uh, we spent a couple of days out in Bilbao with Athletic uh, with Your Balance um, and we made a documentary about it uh, that's up here on YouTube it's about 15 minutes long so it's not going to eat your whole day up um, but it's a, it's a nice little bit about how the club operates and uh, we're really proud of it so yeah if anyone's interested in in how Athletic Club work obviously uh, they have the Villa Lincoln but they're also the Lions um, or the, the Lions remains as part of, of the club kind of crestage and, and and banners so there is that nice little link there and and if anyone fancies checking it out uh, yeah it's over on the Ranks FC channel and uh, we'd really appreciate it and
0: that's brilliant that's great to hear and I will definitely check that out and um, you know where, we can, where can we find uh, yourself uh, online as well Jack uh, I'm on Twitter
1: at Jack J Collins um, but yeah the Ranks FC podcast is our main thing either on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts or over here on YouTube we do a fair bit here as well